Hello, hello. Okay, cool. So we are believe recording on everything. Autofocus seems to be working. We're in focus, right? Focused. Yeah. Focused, good. Focused. Recording, 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 recording. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. We got beer. We got things ready to go. Here we are. Here we are. Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode. If you're one of the people who listened to that conversation, I hope you enjoyed it and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Cheers, my friend. This is the first time I ever had this beer. Let's see what's going Let's on. Let's do this. it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Da- oh, yeah. Stouty. Daddy's going to be drunk by the end of this hour. I can tell you that right now. I'm sorry. That's fine. That is super duper fine. I'm not sorry, <laughs> but I'm sorry, Sykes. So shout outs to Four Seasons, right? Yeah, for, for, for real, for, man. For providing the brews today. Yeah, those guys. Those guys are awesome, yeah. man. Uh, really good beer. Uh, the the one I wanted to bring was the dark side of the pint, but you know, uh, nitrous. That's uh, that's really hard to keep in a bottle and then come out and here. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about what this is in just a moment. But before we get too deep into all of that stuff, I'm sitting here today with my buddy Sean King. Sean King, say hello to the internet. Hello, internet. How are you? For those of you out there in a digital social world that may not know Sean, who may be here just out of general curiosity or because you like me, what do you do, Sean? I am a musician and a chef. A musician. musician. A musician. Musician. <laughs> Chefsician. So, yeah, uh, for those of you out there who are fans of the show, you know I like talking to musicians and I like talking to chefs. And Sean is somebody that reached out a good bit ago. We've been, yeah. this has been on the, on the calendar here for a good bit. And I wanted to, yeah. I love chatting with people that are, are chefs and people that are musicians. I know that we booked this a while ago. So here we are. The day is here. You came bearing gifts with beer and something else in this mystery box that we will talk about in a little bit. But uh, yeah, so you are primarily a drummer, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you play Um, any other instruments? uh, I can play kind of uh, Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd uh, and can kind of sing karaoke. Well, actually, I'm pretty good at karaoke, but no, I'm a drummer. Professionally, I'm a drummer. I gotcha. I I play drums, man. I've been playing drums all my life. Uh, I started at five. I started, you know, playing in bands at like 12. Uh, When I moved up here, you know, you move into the game and I, I, I play everything. I try to play everything and keep... Uh, all my chops kind of in check you know what i'm saying like i like rock i like blues i like metal you know country stuff like that it's all fun to me i'm just a musical whore totally (laughs) and i think the interesting thing about drums too i mean obviously there's there's nuance in any genre style of playing drums but if you don't completely genre jump it's really easy to get stuck inside of a pocket because there's Unless you're doing some super progressive weird shit or if you're fucking, you know, playing with Dave Matthews or something. Yeah, like right. you're you're kinda like there's like these uh the set pockets of grooves that you're kinda locked exactly. in with every style of music. So. Like situational. Yeah. You gotta uh, definitely 
expand and try out different things. Well, what yeah. was your first love musically? <sighs> I, w- I would I would have to say like Sabbath and Guns N' Roses okay, so and like Journey. Classic rock stuff. Yeah, classic yeah. rock. And then like it wasn't Steely Dan. It, it was, was like two sides of that. Though, it wasn't you know classic at the time, but now, Exa- now it is classic. Ex- yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. I know. It's like I had somebody who was younger than me uh, with the Good Times gang was like, can you play something classic? And we were like, yeah, w- w- yeah you want some like Zeppelin? Like, would you want some Sabbath? They're like, no, no, no. Something from the 90s. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck, I'm that old. I'm that fucking old now. Yeah, so. dude, me too. You said you were 33? 33. Yeah, I just yeah. turned it last week, man. Happy birthday, my friend. Happy birthday. Oh, we should cheers again. Yeah. Cheers to that, yeah. motherfucker. Get psyched. I am 33 as well. I'm turning 34 in October. Yeah? Fuck yeah. 86? 85. 85. Oh, right. is, is that, that co- math, right? Or am I 34 already? Are you 34? It's all right. It, it doesn't matter. I don't know. After Way to ruin it, Sean. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm either 33 or 34 years old. I was born yeah, in... it's fine. No, no, I'm 33. You lose track after 30. <laughs> you really do. It doesn't it's, fucking matter I anymore. asked my wife, I'm like, it's 33, right? And she's like, yeah. I was like, okay, I thought 34. You know, I didn't... Yeah. Yeah, it's like you plateau at 30. All right, so you have the, the musician half of you. Um, real quick, just plug some of the bands that you play in. Uh, I play in a band called Love Betty. Uh, also... The lead singer and the guitar player of that band has a country band in Nashville called Willow Hill, and I play with them as as well. I play in Craig and the Good Times Gang, which is a 90s uh, cover alternative band. We're fun. And I also play in my new project that I'm going to be recording our second album uh, in September called Synesthesia. You're a busy boy. I also do pickup work, too. <laughs> I do. And on top of all of that, you are also a a, a chef, a cook. Yeah. You said, yeah, it's so, been a long road. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned that you started doing drums when you were young. Yeah. When did uh, food become an interest? And was it a, like a thing where like you you got into it as a passion, or you started cooking and then like just to work, and then it became a passion through working? Is that a difficult yeah, question? No, no, it's not. You're like, you're actually really spot on. <laughs> um, you know, I was this 14 year old kid in Podunk, West Virginia, and there was this uh, restaurant called Sully's, and it was an Irish pub. And oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You got, you got, <sighs> that's a, that, we call that a stout shout. That's what uh, the burp is right there. I'm like the hand banana. I get on Sykes' <laughs> show and I turn into hand banana. I'm the hand banana. But uh, uh, no, I was a 14 year old kid. There was this. Uh, badass uh, Irish restaurant like, Sully's had a four leaf clover and they had really awesome prime rib it was like the best in my own tongue, you know? killer uh, and uh, I started as a dishwasher and just went and did that and then ended up like learning their menu and like this is like a 14, 15. Yeah. It was kind of like a little side gig, you know, given all the sports and stuff that I was doing and my activities. Uh, and then, yeah, it was exactly what you said. It was like, I did this. And I was like, Hey, well, I'm going to go to school for this. So I went there, I went to uh, Fairmont state university for culinary for two years. And then I got out and guess what, what the reason why I got out for was playing in a band. Yep. 
<laughs> I was okay. I was I, like, I my uh, execution on that was totally flawed. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but you got the button. So, yeah, yeah. I did. I, I moved up here, and I was like, all right. And I was in a metal band. And for the longest time, sex. Whenever you 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 were talking earlier, you were saying uh, people get pigeonholed into a certain genre. And of course, young, you know, like especially playing metal, it's like, yo, oh, I play sure. metal. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I went up, I was playing metal and, uh, you know, segments of the spine. I was my my old bass player, Jimmy. Wait, was uh, that the name of the band? Yeah. Dude. He, <laughs> Hell dude, yeah. Bro, it was segments of the spine. It was a, three, dude, it was a three piece band. I just need to tell you something real quick. Never before have I wanted like a sound effect button until oh, now shit. now i fucking need that oh, shit yeah but hell yeah segments of the spine yeah for for sure like should have brought G- me a jimmy, t-shirt jimmy was like something <laughs> else man he he was he dude he was like wooten style like he like everybody oh, wow, okay. like he would play like but like for he always stuck with a four string and he just played it like guitar and he was a guy me and him did screaming vocals i would do the lowers and he would do the highers but he would do like verses and shit and i would play drums and then we would get like some smoking crazy guitar player to just, you know, you're a oh, Primus yeah. fan, yeah. right? Yeah. Just brain it. You know, just completely crush it. And, uh, you know, uh, it was cool. It was cool. Like, you know, the only way I can ever uh, uh, not explain, but uh, show you, it would be on MySpace, but that's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with getting your introduction and playing I mean I guess you were playing drums before you were in a metal band but I imagine so was this band one of the first bands that you had played with like regularly no okay I started in band at the age of five and it was like school band yeah like school okay. band it was it, it uh, started in, in school and I did that for five years and then I or no I orchestral was six years and I marched for five okay so it was from like third grade all the way to like ninth grade okay well I guess my question with playing in a metal band early like at an early age like you had um I guess like given you're 33 now that was earlier in your career we'll say as a drummer um how did playing in a metal band affect your stamina like starting out i imagine that's something that could probably be rather beneficial versus like maybe starting out playing softer stuff than trying to play heavier stuff later oh in that sense oh yeah for sure and like i'm a feet guy like uh I like the hands and, I, of course, the pocket. That's, like, cardinal rule. But, like, when it comes to metal, I'm the feet guy. Like, I see all these jazz guys do the hand stuff and whatnot, and it's cool, double stroke roll and all that jazz. But, like, I always like, like, I was a huge Fear Factory fan. Oh, hell yeah. So, like, anything that's kind of brutal with the feet, I'm just, like, in mechanical. I'm just, like, ah. Oh, and I would sit down and learn that. So, like, in the middle of all, like, the drums, and orchestra, I was sitting on my trap set, like, learning, like, Sold a new machine, and then like, yeah, I, you know, I'm sitting here playing that and fucking far beyond driven by Pantera. And oh hell like yeah, Rage Against the Machine. So yeah, so it's adding up. So like, to answer your question, like, yeah, it was beneficial. Like, I did have a, a marching band mentality with my rudiments. Okay, yeah. Um, so it really, really helped. Uh, but like, when you <laughs> when you get out in the scene playing metal or playing anything. Your views on how you were taught through time 
kind of gets broken apart and you like, or sh- should I say spread out so you can see the fine lining of how you play. Yeah. So like whenever you do that and you go in, you're like, no, I'm going to do this. And then like for said certain genre of metal, cause you know, there's so many these days. Yeah. You, you, you reassess how you play. And I feel like players, there's players that get it and players that don't. And some players, like, and I don't say that don't, like, in a negative sense. I just say, like, there's these guys that are just like, yo, this is what this is going to be. And then the band forms around it, and it's something great. But, like, the other guys that can, like, just go with the flow, like, that's where I'm at. You know, I want to be that dude. That's the reason why I was telling you I do pickup gigs, too. It's like, oh, you have 50 songs, you know. Yeah. I will learn them. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) How long do you got? You yeah, know, and I feel like that's my like not superpower, but that's something that I I want to achieve as a player because it's like you call on that guy, or you know, one day you're that guy that like some bad at like Zayo calls you, <laughs> you know, because sure, sure, I'm sure. from Westmoreland County. Zayo calls you, and he's like, "Hey, uh, our drummer broke his leg, or you know, or something like that." Yeah. We need to call you, and like I want to be that guy, you know, so. With with that said, and you talking about the orchestral, like, my background, yeah, that helped a lot, especially in a, a metal band. Because, like, not a lot of people know where the pocket is when you're, like, 18 or 19, especially when you're playing, like, thrash and mechanical. There's, like, you don't know, like, listen to an old At The Gates album. Sure. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's a backbeat in that. It's yeah. fast, but there's a backbeat in that. But did you know that when you were rocking it out? No. But now at 33, I kind of get it. So, yeah, like all that stuff, how everything. And you know goddamn well those dudes were jamming a ton of different stuff, and that's why they're oh, able to sure. do that. I think that that's going back into the conversation of genre jumping and things. I think that a problem that I've run across, I've played in a lot of metal bands, and I've recorded with metal bands, and I run into it sometimes where there are players that have only played metal, yeah. and they're technically good players. But they have almost no groove because they haven't stepped outside of the box to play things that have groove. They've just been playing mechanical all the time and they're really good at it, but like there's no human feel when you need to let up and like get into some sort of a part where like Pantera, you mentioned before, like they're a band that could get really mechanical and just give you that groove, just get off just get off the grid a little bit and just give it that nastiness. Fuck yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Vinny Paulson, man. Like one of my favorite top drummers. That dude's a monster. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the, the pocket, the pocket and the groove, especially like when you bobble back and forth, you, you always got to say, like I was lucky enough, like my guitar player from Synesthesia, Tony Mollick, I uh, played One Night Stand, uh, The Groove Junkies, uh, and a whole bunch of blues bands. He went over to California, um, uh, went to school at uh, the MI Musicians Institution, and did that all in the 80s. Like, it's funny because I, I met this guy, and like, I'm wild, and like, he's like OG wild, and we're both Italian, so kind of have that, like, kind of like, we're cool. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and uh, I'm just, we're just rapping stories, and he was like, Man, you'll never know being a guy in like, what was it, like 84, 80 something? Don't quote me on this. You know, being at Virgin Records and MI and like Van Halen 2 dropped or something like that. Oh, sure. And I'm like, oh, crap. So it's like, oh, man, I need to, I need to, uh, 
I need to hang out with this guy, and I need to like get to know him. And funny is like whenever I moved, I was playing in, in segments of mine. There, there's like four bands that were like in my play deck every day, and it was like Byzantine, uh, freaking soil work, like oh, because dude, like Natural Born Chaos came out when I was fourteen. I love it. Hit or miss with some of the albums, but you know I love soil work. Dirk, is, their drummer's the man. Well, whenever he's not in trouble, dude. Their vocalist is a psychopath, dude, dude, dude. Like it, <laughs> yeah, dude, Jorn, yeah. Uh, dude, he's he's the man. But like it was like soil work in flames, and that was like uh, like after come to clarity and stuff like that, yeah. you know, uh, and uh, Mushuga. <laughs> like those were my bands, and it's like no, fuck that. And then I get to meet Tony, and Tony, before he, before, like, my whole big point of this all is, like, getting into the blues. Because the blues is a very specific, and you either like it or you don't. But if you like it, you fucking love it. Because the blues is, like, way more than just a genre of music. It's like... It's like An Indian food. Your sl- yeah, it just shits your emotions out of your yeah, ass. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> You even know it's happening. You're just you're just playing that backbeat, and then you notice your legs are warm, but it's a feeling. But no, like he, he turned me on to like Priest and uh, and like Iron Maiden and stuff, and like I was like, you know, it's not screaming, you know, whatever. And it's uh-huh. like he plays me like fucking Electric Eye and shit like that, and then you know, Hallow be that name by fucking Iron Maiden. I was like, oh shit. So like as soon as he did that. Uh, you know, I was just like hooked, and that was synesthesia. That's the guitar player synesthesia. Cool, you know, and it pulled me into that. And then like we did, we we spit out the first synesthesia album. We had a side project that was a cover band to help generate money for the synesthesia called Head Shack. Um, and I was doing like synesthesia stuff. Then I was doing like Motley Crue, like Kickstart My Fucking Heart, which is fucking amazing, uh, and like Priest and Maiden tunes and shit like that. And it went on for a little bit, you know, and then it broke up. I, I went and did other things because in the last, like, 12 years, I've probably been in, besides Love, Betty, and Willow Hill for a solid three years straight, I've been in, I was in Synesthesia for two years, but most bands, I've been in about 10, yeah. 11 projects, different, varying, like from Skip the Old Bass Player of Byzantine on Serpent Days. We had a band called Kai. Uh, I was in the Revelators for a little bit, which was just like a 90s classic rock band. Uh, Special Reserve. I don't know if you ever heard of us. Like, uh-uh. We spit out a rock and roll album. We we were like with Horace Mays okay. at, uh, a couple of years ago in uh, Conflict Cycle Okay, uh, at the Winter Rock Showcase. Like I've, I've did a bunch of stuff, you know. Um, but uh, back to Tony, like before all that, uh, we did we did the maiden stuff and whatnot and then kind of dissipated and I did all that stuff. And then he was like, Hey man, you want to play like roots blues and like blues? And I'm like, yeah, we're like doing like Louis Jordan and shit like that. And he would take me to blues clubs and like jazz clubs in Pittsburgh. That was super, super cool. Um, I was great, grateful that I know somebody who, uh, opened me up to this world and thankful that I had the experience to do this. But, um, the James Street Gastro Pub, yeah, with uh, Roger Humphreys. The jazz night on Thursday is was like 
Dude, when that place closed down, I, I like cried a little bit. I, I was only there three times. But Roger Humphreys is like, dude, he's like 70-something. And, and the things that he does behind that kit and conducting when he's got some of the hottest brass in Pittsburgh, it's fucking magical, dude. Um, and he would bring me to these places, you know? Like, he'd bring me out to the Thunderbird. I think his name was Ed King or something like that. He was like running the, running the thing. And like it was all, and not to sound like partial or like off color, but it was all black clubs. Besides, it was. Yeah. Like I learned R and B, like real black pocket music. Sure. And you know, you, you can edit this out if I sound like a fucking bigot, <laughs> but I'm just saying that white people cannot play the backbeat like black people. I'm sorry. Drummers' lives matter, but um. My thing is, is, is it, it was like a, it was like a pull through of like feet, like how people play. Yeah. Uh, especially, and all these cats are all older, especially Roger. Roger's like fucking dude. I'd never step foot on his fucking, uh, uh, open mic. Cause it was an open mic. Like you could go up there and it's like, Hey, you want to sit on that throne? Are you fucking crazy? Like this dude was crazy. He would do like double swells with, with, with his fingers and like he'd hit it and then pull away to go to do this little thing. And then it would swell. And I'm, I'm being dead serious. It was like some fucking magic trick. It was some <laughs> sort of like trill jazz thing he was doing that uh-huh. he learned. Well, Roger Humphrey's first gig was uh, Ray Charles back in, you know, 19, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so his, his background's crazy. And Andy's a conductor and, and helped with bands. So like, it's crazy, but he pulls me through all this blues stuff. And and it was funny, like, at the Thunderbird, there was a blues night. And I, I, like I said, I think it was Ed King. I, I can't remember his name. But he was just the, the lead singer, like, host. And, like, when I walked in, there's, like, drummers in, like, zip-up velvet sh- suits with gold snares <laughs> getting ready to just pop up uh-huh. and then put their hi-hat up. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I got to do this. And what was cool about it was they all knew I was, they, they knew it was there. It's like, cue <laughs> dumb movie pun. It's like, they felt like the glow was in me. Like, <laughs> the last dragon, yeah. the glow, which got the glow. But, um, like, they, they could see that I, I wanted to learn. Yeah. Um, and I would get up and, like, I, I, I got up after the guy with the like $1,200 gold snare who was just playing like butter, doing like the pretty shuffle, like, you know, I don't need the stick spin. I can just play all this while I sip my drink, you know, like badasses. And besides being scared completely shitless, I developed a, uh, uh, a very deep love for the blues. So, you know, Thank you, Tony. Yeah, yeah, wait, where's the camera? Yeah, thank you, Tony. Thanks, you're Tony. The, you're, you're the fucking man. You're the fucking man. You made this dude a fucking nerd. It's awesome. Yeah, super. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, you did. Um, but, uh, you know, given like that thing, like given like the, the priest and the man being like this like kind of elitist and then like going through the blues and then it was like, nah, I'm playing the blues. Um, until that dissipated and now, you know, I'm doing the love Betty stuff with all my other things is like, the thing about it is, is 
it just opens up your when you look back upon it it's like it just opens you up to even more playground it's like music is a playground every genre is a certain style of playground and you go into it and you play in the sand you slide down the slide and you swing on the swings how you swing or how you slide or how you play with that sand is up to you it's variable to whatever musicians whatever but they're all playgrounds and i want to find all the playgrounds and play on them i don't want to specifically be the best kid on that playground but I want to go to all the playgrounds and play on them because I feel like as a musician, that's what you should do. And then like, I don't know, I got in the love Betty and they're like jazz pop rock. And Larry Schotter is a fucking ridiculous drummer. Like he's super talented. And I had to learn all his parts. Like he moved on. He wanted to do other things. It's totally fine. Um, but I had to learn his shit. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> okay. And uh, he's one of those guys that, like, if it's going to be, like, A, B, C, he'll be, like, A, Y, B, Z, C. Sure, sure, sure. You know? And uh, and I had to learn all that stuff. And it was it was great. Uh, but then, like, I, I start getting into, like, cover stuff, like, things I'm not used to covering because I'm used to, like, covering blues and, and metal and stuff like that. And I'm doing, like, Adele. And I'm doing, like, Sugar Land. And I'm doing stuff like that. And to you're like not to sound rude but to your like i'm not gonna say non-professional but i'll just say to the person that just has like their chip on their shoulder it's like yeah that stuff's bullshit and whatever no way to me at first i was like that for like a brief second and then you know you get in front of two three hundred people and you play it and then you go back and you listen to it and you're like, wow, there's so much fucking going on in the simplicity of the music. You start to, you start to be, you start to like tinker and you're like, oh shit. Well, you know, this dumbass fucking song that I played called, uh, counting stars, which, you know, when it came out, I was like, blah. But like when I play it with my band, it's like way more than that. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like awesome. There's really a lot to be said about the simplicity of pop music, just because it speaks to a really wide demographic of people, and to overlook the fact that something you're creating, whether it may not be technical, but it's able to connect with millions exactly. of people, don't overlook that, Like the, especially as a songwriter, like... And it's really easy, especially coming from that metal background, yeah. working with people who are always trying to like write the most, the next impressive technical thing, which is cool in spurts. But at the same time, it's like you got to make something that's actually going to connect with people. Exactly. You know, it's like, sure, you could do something that's real wanky and somebody might not understand it and they might be, oh, that's cool. But it's not going to get in their fucking bones and yeah, take right. over their soul and make exactly. them move. You exactly. need to find a way to make those fucking people move. Exactly. And there are metal bands that can do it. I mean, again, uh, shout outs to Mashuga. Again, another yeah. band that could be Thomas Hawk, Egg, whatever you could, want. Yeah, to call it could be incredibly <laughs> technical and get into the bones of every bearded, long haired, or bald motherfucker on yes. this planet. Yes. <laughs> yeah, for real. They're great. But yeah, dude, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's like a. Oh, hold on. Let me get a good one. Uh, Hell yeah, brother. That was dramatic. Get it in. But uh, but no, it, it's like the sense of it all. And, and, you know, like I said, I wasn't trying to be rude earlier. But it's like whenever you 
boil your plane and boil what you're doing down. And like, like I was at Summerfest a couple weeks ago. It's 40,000 people at seven stages. Like I, I sat at the Sennheiser bus and watched, um, what's that band? Skillet play while I was drinking a line of Kugels. Cause that's from there. You know, when you, when you get, not being like, look at me, I'm on that level. But I'm just saying, when you start playing those stages, you you have to th- you have to think of what you're doing, whether whatever you're playing, um, and and boil it down to the most professional and crisp thing. My big thing, besides like being able to, that guy to be able to play anything and everything, and it, you call me, is the fact uh, that I want to be clean. I want my runs to be clean. Sure. I want it to be crisp. I don't want to sound like I'm falling down fucking stairs. I, I want to be able to, it, and it's like, almost like the Grateful Dead and the Allman Brothers are like kings of this because they'll play the most simple beat. But then they'll add like, after like 12 bars, like a ding, and it'll resonate for like two bars while they're playing it. And you're like, fuck. And, and, I don't know. I might just be a weirdo. I might just no, be a weirdo. I, know exactly what you're I might just about. be a weirdo. But that's fucking great. Like I was working with uh, Lee Caruso, uh, and he was telling me about prosody and power positions and shit like that. And like he's he's Berk- in Berkeley for a master's degree in sound engineering. And like I've known Lee for like eight or nine years. Uh, really good dude. But he was like, Sean, I'm I'm just I'm putting terminology on things you already have in your brain. You just haven't went to school for that. So it made my crazy brain a little less thing. But like prosody and stuff like that, like like things that make it build, make it go, make it make it slam, make it bounce, make it feel offset. Like that's what I want. And like yeah, totally. I, I don't have any besides like George Parfit from, you know, Threat signal. Uh, he did a, a couple metal things around here, but his his real s- substantial uh, accolade was Threat Signal. They were fucking great. He learned that first album, and he's a monster on drums. But he was one of my mentors. He like showed me linear fills and stuff like that, being able to do paradiddles and stuff like that. Like it was like I love George to death. Love you, George. I don't know where you are. Probably ten minutes from my house, but I love you. But um, it was really good. But I don't have a mentor or anything. Like I had Tony. I was lucky enough to have Tony as a blues mentor to pull me through, to show me feel, and to be able to grasp that genre. Um, but I didn't have it. So, so it's it's like we got to figure it out for ourselves, and that's that's what I like to do. You know, uh, be able to orchestrate things in your head. And use other genres to be able to be the puzzle pieces of whatever genre you're playing or writing for. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Whether, absolutely. And, and it's like it double it like doubles up. It's it, you know, it you could do it in, in cover acts. You know, unless you're playing in a cover act where they really want you to play the parts exactly the fucking same. But in my eyes, that's no fun. You know, wanking's one thing, but you know, adding your little flair to like the only reason you ever play a cover song exactly the same is if it's like some bar in the middle of nowhere and they want to hear that fucking song the way it's supposed <laughs> to sound. They don't want your fucking take on pour some sugar on me. You know what I mean? <laughs> fucking Cynthia in the front row wants to hear that fucking song the way it's supposed to be. Damn it, Cynthia. Play something classic. <laughs> But yeah, it, it, you know it, what I'm talking about. I, <laughs> do Westmoreland County, you know what the fuck I'm talking whoop, about, whoop, boy. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Um, 
Yeah. So that's a really good background information on (laughs) your musical thing. Just call me a horse. No, it's okay. You're a fucking nerd. It's totally fine. It's cool. I'm a nerd too. You know what I mean? Nerd unite. The first thing, you know what I mean? You fucking compliment me on my spirited away shirt. You fucking nerd. Dude, it's fucking sick. Yeah, whatever. I was going to... I don't gonna like be a, this nerd stuff. I'm just wearing the shirt. It's going to be like, you got spirited away on the front. You got to have Princess Mononoke on the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. They both were dope, though. Oh, fuck yeah, man. <laughs> fuck yeah. So, I have a question now, really pertaining to the food side of you. Oh, yes. And uh, we also need to get into this box that's over here, which we will in a moment after this question. Uh, And I do want to give another shout out real quick to Four Seasons in Latrobe, PA. Yeah, guys. Thank you so much for providing these. We're going to crack. This is really, really good. This is the the Catherine Russian Imperial Stout. That's so good. This is fire. Four Seasons is awesome. Everything I've had from this place is really, really good. And uh, yeah, you so you you know these people or yeah yeah my my bass player uh, in <laughs> in Love Betty slash Willow Hill slash Craig and the Good Times Gang Nick Quinn um, he lives in Latrobe and he kn- he knows all them personally cool, cool. and yeah he got me he got the gig so I wanted to go and connect and like yeah I, I was, was just like yo let me rep your beer <laughs> no I, 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 I would love to get this gang on the show so we'll have, need to facilitate that oh, and also God, uh, <laughs> Lee Caruso as well Big Atlantic right yeah, Is that the yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yeah we dude. played with them once at uh, Millville Music Fest they were really good I'd like to his name's popped up a few times in various conversations with people yeah, on man. the show. He seems like somebody that would be good to talk to, oh, too. for sure, so, dude. Yeah, get him on here. And Four Seasons. <laughs> and maybe even the person responsible for what's in this box. Oh, we'll oh. get there. We'll get there. I need Great to ask- minds. You would surround yourself with great minds yeah, if you did that. I need to uh, ask you a question, though, because I'm very curious about this. Right. So we talked about whenever you were getting into music, the beginning of your music interest or the thing that really sparked your like love in some way you mentioned like was black Sabbath guns yeah. and roses, classic rock. Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of food and making that shift into, you know, like, Oh, maybe I want to cook and pursue. Was there a particular style of food or a particular dish or something that you came across in the way that you may have came across black Sabbath or guns and roses that made you feel like, Oh, like I might actually want to do this, man. Again, with the, with the questions, you're like spot on. Like, yeah, um, music and culinary are correlated like hand in hand. One hundred percent. I it, agree. like no, like no, like in my life. It, it's so funny that you said that. And I put it into like brackets in my brain. So it's like, yeah, um, I'm. My grandmother was full blooded Italian. Came over on the boat. Uh, did the seven fishes with the family. Helped her for so many years. Um, I'm really good at Italian food. My love is Japanese food. Okay. I love I love Japanese food. Um I love I love uh Chilean and Spanish food. That's that's great, but like Japanese like sushi and shit. Mm. So with you like and like starting to get into like cooking yourself and feeling like not just like making like whatever, but actually like holy fuck, like look at what I'm doing. Yeah, right. What was that? Like what what was the stuff you were doing? Oh shit. Well, that was it. Just like music. <laughs> My culinary career is quite It jumps genres. It does. So when I moved up here, I got out of culinary school, was playing in a band. 
I worked at the Texas Roadhouse, which if you guys ever want to go to the best Texas Roadhouse ever, go to the one in Greensburg. Jim is one of the coolest guys ever. Shout That's out stout. to Jim at the Texas yeah, Roadhouse. Yeah, fuck yeah. Those guys Hell are yeah. great. Yeah, it's just from scratch. Like, fuck Applebee's in their microwave pasta. But okay. um, I've never been to a Texas Roadhouse. Uh, go to one in Greensburg. Man. Okay. All right. Just go. Just go. Uh, like, there's probably like, nowhere else better for me to eat like, in Greensburg. That guy saw a kid who was like, thought he was cocky and calling her. He's like, hey, do you know how to cook volume food? And I'm like, what's that? And it's like three, like three, five, like a $3,500 hour with shit like shot across the room because you're on your like 65th fucking onion blossom and it's all from scratch dude like batters from scratch onions are cut like you look down and like my best friend frank hearts frank hearts if you're watching this i love you dude you know breathing for to, yeah breathings for pussies but um <laughs> but like you look down and like half of the salad stations exploded and there was like no complaint whatsoever but it's just how the run of of the night went because it was like a nine man line and it, 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 thirty five hundred dollars. They're at like they were like last time I talked to him. It was like so long ago. It was like they were at four thousand dollars. It's a four thousand fucking dollar hour and and fucking volume food, guys. Okay, so that's like customers ordering four thousand dollars worth of food in an hour is what is what you're yep. telling me. Yep. Okay. Yep. And, and it's it, and it's crazy. So my whole, my whole point. Let's keep going. I'm long winded, and I think I'm just saying. I'm just. I think just, Sykes needs to just, open up the second beer. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, we will open it. I'm just real quick doing a doing a math. You said four thousand dollars. I'm assuming we'll they, say three five. I quoted it at three five. You should go three two because I always go over because okay. I'm an asshole. So we say <laughs> three two divided by. I'll assume the average plate of foods fifteen dollars. Wait, I that's I didn't even I don't even know how you fucking. Three five divided by fifteen equals two hundred and thirty three guests in an hour. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Two hundred thirty three plates of food. But you gotta. uh, We'll put you gotta understand that you have the salads. Salad person does salad, but he also does desserts. Then you Uh, got me at this time. Yeah, I'm speaking of fryer. So it's It's all the fryer stuff. Yeah, yeah. Duties are definitely so. Yeah, each plate, but every task in the procedure to create that that's what i'm getting at yeah it's like oh shit it's like you gotta do this and it's like and you're just just banging it out and like i'm like 19 and i'm like oh my god and they were all so nice to me so moving on moving on that was that was a so i moved to a (laughs) a restaurant in greensburg uh, by the mall, which is now Applebee's. It was called Pepperwood Grill. And ironically, it's so funny that you're asking me about culinary, is that that's how I met my singer in, in Love Betty and Willow Hill, uh, Allie Naples. Okay. Uh, Allie Fields. Uh, and she was a server, and I was I was a cook in the back. Uh, I, before I, I gained, in my eyes, like, and some people will agree and some people will disagree, even though I went to culinary school, but I've opened up four restaurants, so I feel like I earned the title of chef. I don't want executive, I just want fucking chef. Just call me chef, I can run whatever. Ask my friends. So, <laughs> I've rebuttaled, <laughs> but, uh, but I met Allie, and it was a fusion kind of contemporary restaurant they had like a wood fire style calzone that they would do. It was super cool. Uh, Mike Petrillo was the executive chef. He like owned restaurants in Holland. Super cool. Petrillo Auto is all connected. 
super cool. And then I had a falling out. And then my buddy Bruno uh, was working with a friend named Jen and Ligonier uh, out in Laurel Highlands, like going towards like Lynn Run. I don't know where Lynn, if you know where Lynn not, Run not, is. Not super familiar. Um, no. You know where Ligonier is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ligonier. Okay. Uh, it was a fine dining restaurant. So when I went in there, I, I went and, and worked for them under a chef who is the executive chef of Major Stokes right now. His name's Dave Sabota, a very talented chef. Um, and he was like, he like was like my wing to be under to, cause he used to work at Zagnet rated restaurants and, uh, um, was very talented. He came back from Maryland and I got lucky enough to work with somebody who was like five or six years older than me and, and knew cause I don't know Sykes, this is the first time we've really, really met each other and I'm kind of like a wound sprung <laughs> or a wound <laughs> coil. I'm sprung like a coil. Sorry guys. I blame it on the, I blame on, it. Oh, I on blame the, it on this. Alcohol. I look like a robot on this. This is bad. It's making me look worse. I thought I was going to look fat on here. I just look like, Nah, you look a good. Robot. I'm a robot. You look good. You look but good. yeah, I met Dave and then I met Anthony Rushka, uh, who took over the business. And between both of them, I was like, I was just doing like these fine dining things that were like gamache and doing like sorbets and, and doing soviches or ceviches, whatever. Don't quote me. Um, and doing really cool, really cool stuff. And then from that, um, music, of course, music was all reveled in. That's the reason why I moved from move, but I'm not going to tell talk about music while I'm talking about food. So like I moved to country clubs and I moved to, uh, you know, hotels and stuff like that. I started doing that. And then I opened up, I uh, opened up two different restaurants. I was an executive chef uh, of the Harbor Inn in Laurel Highlands, wood fire pizza, which they're not wood fire anymore, which they might be. I don't know, <laughs> okay. but, uh, that hopefully that pizza recipe was mine and I'm glad because it was delicious. Right. Uh, and I helped open up major Stokes in Greensburg, uh, with Jim Bosco. Uh, he good dude, uh, Seton Hill teacher, you know, has a vision and you know, I, I helped him create it. Cool. Um, I'm not there anymore, which is totally fine. But in the end, in culinary, I, I, I got to help somebody achieve something, and I'm proud of that. So now I'm at the Doubletree in Monroeville, uh, and I work at the convention center. Actually, tomorrow's Comic-Con Sykes, and I will be there. If you, Oh, yeah. Still City Comic-Con is this weekend. Yes, it, it is. is. It, yeah, I'll be there in the morning to help out. I kind of like... I'm not going to say manage, but I got to pull stuff and make sure it goes well. Like, and la- like the last Comic-Con, uh, I was there all like for, for 34 hours. Like, it's so funny. My chef doesn't like, he's like, listen, just take three days off. And it's normally I have rehearsals like this week I had three rehearsals yeah. and, and a podcast. And then, you know, tomorrow I have another rehearsal and then I got to go to Delaware to, to open up a, well, not open up, but I think we're in the mid of a festival. Uh, four to five fest in Delaware, but um, uh, I didn't. I, I went the last Comic Con, uh, but tomorrow I'm gonna wake up and do all that, so I get to, I get to go and buy all the magnet ladies magnets of all the cool shit because I've got like the Mega Man and or the Rush and the Mega Man jump, and then I have a bat signal and then Vision flying over. Like I got to her at the end, and I like, I'm who, gonna who, in, who invited this fucking nerd? <laughs> 
I'm literally, I'm literally, I'm literally going to drop like fifty dollars on her table at oh, like dude. ten o'clock in the fucking morning. That's the shit, and dude. she's going to be like. You remember me, right? And she'd be like, "Oh shit, I got this Iron Man." <laughs> That's the awesome. funny thing, dude. It's so cool. Like, I I, I love my job, dude. You know? Enjoy I, that shit. That's fucking awesome. I, my my boss is super awesome. The people I work with is super awesome. Like, they they work with my show schedule. I play like seventy shows a year, so it, I, they work with my schedule. But also, you know, I work and like if I'm gonna do a Comic Con, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, hey, can I give two shouts out real quick? Of course. Or three, of course. Or three, of course. Okay, shout out. To my drum company, uh, Spawn Drum Company, Brian Spawn, you're fucking, and Mike Byer, you're fucking amazing. Simtex Symbols and Excel Sticks. Those are the companies I'm sponsored by, and I wanted to give reps. Hell yeah. Shout outs to all of them. Appreciate that. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm grateful. You want to like, open up this fucking beer? Yeah, fuck yeah. No, no, I'm grateful. Brian Spawn is, is such a talented drum maker and cymbal maker and whatnot, and Mike, Mike's been super good to me. Um, and I want to say thank you to both of them because I'm super grateful. I, I really am. I really, I really am. It took me until 32 to get my own custom drum kit. And I wasn't even a... That's still, wan- pretty, that's still pretty young, man. I know, but I wasn't even a wanker about it. I wasn't even like, I want gold and babinga everything. What'd you get? Maple. Okay. Come on, man. Our drummer, maple. Our drummer has a, a leopard print drum kit. I know, and he, he he's a ham on the drums. Like yes, he his is. feet his feet's gnarly, but uh, he's a ham on the drums, uh-huh. and I like it. I saw uh, the demo play of whenever you were in the uh, studio of him playing that one track, and I was like, yeah, me and you need to hang out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think the, the two of you guys would get along. He's a fucking goon. He's a good dude. All right, come here. Thank you. Yeah. So while we are. You just, just throw it. It's Are you sure? He doesn't give a Sykes doesn't give a fuck. Do you have like a bomb explosion or like a sub drop? I don't have the bomb. Uh, the, the closest thing. You, I, what's like a. The closest thing after that is this. I'm joking. That was a bad joke. Oh, um, <laughs> Sykes, do you want another beer? That's a yes. Yeah, I'll take it. All right, so he's pouring this triple now, also from Four Seasons. Shout outs again, Latrobe PA. Really this is fucking delicious. Yeah, I'm really stoked about this. So, Sean, you don't know me that well. Just let it, just let it, just let but it head up. Belgians are my favorite. Really? Yes. You know, the reason, like, okay, so, like, not like a scat in my brain, it was kind of like, hey, can I get Dark Side of the Pint? And they were like, uh, and then everyone's like, we really do. When you got the podcast? And it was like, yeah. In like a couple, like, you yeah. know, like three or four days. Like, and then like the one guy who's a security guard was like, it's going to be flat by the time you leave the parking lot. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. Yeah. So, so we do that. So they were like trying to get, so they caught this. And then like, I thought I was just going to get some Imperial. I like the Imperial. It's fucking good. Well, and he's like, Hey, we brought this triple too. And I was like, Oh, now you're speaking my fucking language. Yeah, I'll tell you this. We'll do this. Uh, I'm going to have you reach out to them. Maybe we could go out to Four Seasons and do a podcast out there, dude. And we can get the fucking if they can we still play checkers while we do it. Sure, and dude, it, I'll fuck you up on checkers. That, I, uh, okay, all, all right. right. Are you good at chess? 
No. Okay, then I'll fuck you up on checkers. <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I just want to hang out and drink beer. I'm not trying to make it a competition. I'm just joking. I'm Whatever being, makes you happy, my friend. I'm not being serious. But we can go out there. We can get that fucking that fucking nitro stout on draft at the For spot. For sure. It's so good. At the spot. We should set that up. That'd be fucking sick. But we've been holding out, and we don't have a whole lot more time left on the podcast. So before... I want to make sure we have plenty of time to dive into this beautiful yeah, dude, box we, of food. We fucking have to. sitting over here. I feel so bad it's taken this long, but also you don't want to see me podcasting on a belly full of what's in this box. So we got to save it for the end. Dude, I got to do it. All right. So this box. What's in the box? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. What's hold in on. the box? I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. What's in the box? I'm going to show oh, you. Oh. Yeah. Oh, did you just? Yeah. It's like, a, oh. Okay. So we're going to like, oh, can you see the symbol? You can see the symbol. Oh, yeah. You, you can see it. You, you can, can see it. You're good? Yeah. Uh, okay. This is Alan's Black Metal Donuts. Shout outs to Alan Black Alan Metal Donuts. Co- Whoa, wait, 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 wait. It's Black Metal so back. Hey, black Metal Donuts. Can we, here, let's, let's, okay. Let's do Black Metal, like, it, like Scream Voice, but Black Metal Donuts on three. All right? One, two, three. Black Metal Donuts. I think that's good. Yeah. Do you think it's good? I think that's fine. Do you? Yeah. Uh, let's, do it, let's, let's, let's do it again. Alan's Black Metal Donuts in three. One, two, three. Alan's Black Metal Donuts. Yeah, see, now now you got two takes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to open these up. Uh, oh, open, them son, open them son of bitches Wait. up. I, like, oh, look at, look this. at this shit. Look Yo, at let this. Me, here, here, let here. Let me just, here, let me just flop this over and give it to you, Sykes. Yeah, all right. You so, do this. Take your Belgian triple and. All right, so this is uh what we're dealing with here in this Jesus. box. Alan, you're a fucking madman, dude. Yeah, I'm just saying. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna do this. Hold on one second. I'm actually going to. Uh, I gotta do a camera reset real quick. Dude, Alan's Black Metal Donuts uh, from Mount Pleasant uh, works at Jay Corks uh, from uh, hangs out and and deals with all of Westmoreland County. He is one of your top fucking donut dealers and with a metals edge. Work he has worked with Black Forge Coffee in Pittsburgh. Is a avid black metal lover and lover of music. One of the sweetest guys I ever know. One of the most talented fucking culinarians I know. And that motherfucker competed. Like, he competed and kicked ass. Like, Alan is such a humble and talented individual. And I am so honored and proud, not only to be on your show, but to be able to showcase these fucking donuts on your show. I am really excited about this. So, so what do you want? That's gonna, a, that's a pop tart. That's the that's. The I'm going to take this one. one. This take, one. This one ooh. looks like it's my speed. I want the one with bacon. Okay, you yep. get on that. We're going to cheers this, right? Cheers, my yeah. friend. Let's go, dude. That's fire. Mm. I don't even know what this is, but it's really good. Do you know what's on this one? Damn Alan. it. Alan, 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 comment, comment, post in the comments. Let me know what I'm eating. I'm going to tell you like a maple, but I don't know. Yeah. Maybe a lemon maple, perhaps, because this is definitely some sort of like a maple drizzle. 
and the icing does kind of have like a it no maybe lemon maybe poppy seed I don't know I don't know enough about these things but this is really good this is fucking fire so yeah, yeah. and then later on you got the tricks yeah there's a lot going on in or here. no the fruity pebbles he said something about a double dip. See, I love Alan. And Alan's super talented. That's a double dip, I'm thinking. Yeah, right there. Is like that Pop-Tart, that like purple and swirl Pop-Tart one. It's dope. These are like apple fritters and then regular glazed, I think. This See, is fucking tight. Alan, Alan is like... I will tell you this, though, Alan. I don't think... I'm going to have to use my elbows to touch all my shit for the rest of the episode because my fingers dope. are fucking... Icy, Dude, bro. So good. My fingers are icy. Dude. Uh, your bacon? Spot on. It's, it was all right, Alan. It worked out. I have to uh, apologize real quick to anybody that is just listening and not watching. Oh, God. This is probably you know part of the reason why you should be watching and not just... Uh, it's, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like, like some... This is like one of those weird uh, videos where um, people eat food on the internet and people just watch them eat food. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is really good. Yeah, dude. Fire. Like, he, he cooks this out. Um, he does and prepares and um, executes this from his house. He wakes up. Dude, he is a sous chef of a fine dining restaurant. One of my favorite in Greensburg. Jay Quarks. Good oh, Jay really? Quarks. Okay. Yeah. Um, Mike Stewart's the executive chef and one of my best friends. He was one of my groomsmen at my wedding. Um, and this is his hobby. He loves black metal. He likes donuts. He's like, all right, this is going to be my brand. And I was like, you're fucking a genius. <laughs> so, these are, these so, are apple fritters? Yeah, apple fritters. I'm going to dig in on a fritter, yeah. Roy. And, uh, and he does it from his, his home. And I keep just pushing like, yeah, man, like, I'm going to find an investor. <laughs> so like, like Alan's black metal donuts needs to like fucking be a brand. Like, sure. And he would tell me that like he was doing stuff with black force. And I'm like, yeah, dude. So yeah, I know. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's these are, so that's awesome. Replaceable. He's doing great things. And, Everything's uh, and, replaceable. and any, anything I can do to help, to help him and his goal. I'm totally with him. Hell yeah, dude. I got to Gotta get Alan on the show, man. Alan, from Thor. I'll tell you this, though. Alan, in advance, if you come on the show, can't bring any more donuts. We can bring donuts, but we can't eat them on the show. Because right now, this is just ridiculous. I can't do it, dude. This is ridiculous. But this is really good. I hope this is entertaining. I have no idea where. I don't know, dude. Go for the pop tart. You want want to do the pop tart? I don't know. Go for it if you want it, my friend. Oh, I think it's cream, though. I haven't even drank any of this Belgian yet. Here, let's do that. Let's Jesus just cheers. Christ. All right, yeah. I know. I'm an overload, aren't I? Cheers. Cheers. Shots. <laughs> Four Seasons. Alan's Black Metal Donuts. Sykes and start the fucking beat, man. Sean King. Like what episode are, what episode are you on? Uh I think this is I think when this goes up, this will be 239. 200 and fucking 39, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. There's a lot of people to talk to. I know. Hi guys. How are you doing? <laughs> Ooh. Oh, man. Ooh, Tommy Likey. Oh, fuck. That's good. I haven't had their triple. I wanted to save it so we could both do the reaction at the same time. Jesus Christ. 
All right. Here so, like, comes- you can like see my belly just getting bigger as, we're, as the episode's progressing. I'm kind of like No Face at this point from Spirited Away, just putting food in me. Like, yeah, just crushing it. Just crushing it. By the end of this episode, I'm just actually just going to eat the camera. That'll be the end of the episode. That'd be sick. So, wrapping things up here, you know, just in the past, you know, the last five, ten minutes of the show. Um, what's on the fucking, you know, horizon for you in terms of like music and cooking? Like right now, you know, it kind of just seems like the music, if I had to guess, is the main focus. Fuck. Yeah, I know. I understand what you're talking about. Actually, hold on one second. Hold on. Sykes is I'm going to get napkins. Go to napkins. And then I'll answer your question. Why don't you, while I'm getting napkins, why don't you plug where people can find your music projects? All right. Yeah, for sure. Fuck, hold on, let me get a beer for that. All right, guys. Synesthesia, I'll start with that. Uh, check us out on Reverb Nation, Reverb Nation slash Synesthesia US. Uh, Craig and the Good Times Gang, uh, Willow Hill, uh, I love Betty, it's all Facebook. <clears throat> uh, if you want to get into all the new interactions of Willow Hill, which is our main project, I got to say well, I love Betty because they're, they're so... Uh, so many accolades. They've just so much. Uh, I have to say, I uh, love Betty, uh, but Willow Hill is what we're, what they and I am moving forward with for the name and what we're doing in our endeavors. Um, uh, check that out. Uh, like I said, on Facebook, but also they have a dot com. I think that's like Willow Tree, Willow Hill Family Tree, um, CT uh, singer songwriter with Allie. Was trying to put up uh, a brand new song every like month or so. Uh, they've already put up two. Uh, they hit Mother's Day in May, and actually, my grandmother who passed away last year was uh, immortalized in that uh, music video. Oh, that's awesome. Y- yeah, it, it's it was pretty fucking touching. Um, they, the, those guys are great. CT and Allie are great because uh, they can they can pull at your heartstrings, but they can also make you do shots of whiskey. And I love them <laughs> to death. Um, but yeah, Willow Hill, that and Synesthesia, I told you. And you know, stay tuned. I'm the admin on Facebook for uh, Synesthesia Official. Uh, there'll be some ruckus and some movement going on in the next couple months when we get in the studios. We're going to be uh, recording a tonic studio with Doug Casper. What's up, Doug Casper? You're my boy. Um, uh, and, and, and stuff soon to follow. Uh, one last thing is on the whole like side of like helping people and whatnot. Um, I had Jerry from winners to send, uh, want me to come and play a couple shows with them. Uh, cause uh-huh. John was moving on yeah. and, uh, I, I'm playing with them at the fun house next week with, uh, what is it? Scarlet skies. And, it's, uh, it's not September morning. It's losing. Is it losing September? I don't know, but it's a Crucible Project, and that's great. Twisted Fate and all those guys, they're yeah. great, but I'll be playing this, some shows with them. This episode's going up on the 15th. Do you know what day that show is? The 17th. Okay. This weekend, motherfuckers. Yeah, it's on, fr- <laughs> it's on Friday because the next day I'm at, I'm at fucking Oliver's Poorhouse no, in Greensburg. <laughs> no, the 17th would be a Saturday. The 16th's a Friday. I'm fucking this all up. Hold yeah, on. The 16th's a Friday. Because that's the 17th. It's Saturday then. Yeah. Yeah. Is that good or bad? It's fine for you. This goes up on the 15th. I'm just letting you know. (laughs) Oh. 
Um, but yeah, playing some shows with those guys, they're super fucking cool. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. To help to help them out with the transition to shout the new drummer. To, shout outs to Jerry and Winter. Oh, dude, I love them to death. They're fucking, fucking great. Fucking losers. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Roll them up in a carpet and throw them off a bridge. Yeah. Jerry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you f- Fuck. Eat that cutie up. Jerry's a good dude. See, I spit so hard I have to wipe the mic because I love Jerry so much. But... <laughs> Yo, no, it's all good. But no, those are those are my shout outs. Um Yeah. Yeah, man. And uh if you ever want to fucking see me, I'll I'll be at Comic Con from time to time at the <laughs> convention center, unless you go to the Hilton in Monroeville and just come ask somebody in the restaurant if Sean is working. I'll say, Hi, how are you doing? Cool. So, you know, that does seem like right now like your main focus is more on the bands and right yeah. now that the you yeah. know the the chef stuff is just kind of like the the background. Yeah, you know, I want to get to, away from it. Just to keep the, uh, just to keep things steady. Yeah, no, no, like I agree with you. Um, it's just to get away from it. I've did it for so long, and I like it, and and so and it's great things. But like, I, I just I I want to be that full time musician that that makes like forty grand a year, and sure plays lessons and does this and that and the other thing and tours and that's what I strive for and I'll keep striving for it oh by the way synesthesia synesthesia will now be fronted by my wife Amanda King wow cool know, right I know and it's it's big it's big what shoes an, it's big shoes to fill what an announcement yeah sorry I wanted to do that real quick I forgot that's about okay. that in all this madness um, <laughs> it's big shoes to fill and I know she's going to fucking be badass um, to all the not to sound rude but all the older <laughs> the older listeners um, the, the three we had three singers a synesthesia was a studio project that was written up in Britain we played three shows in Pittsburgh uh, we were on Rocky 99 won the homegrown um, Jim Price love you um, and um, we played that it dissipated uh, the three singers that we had was Joe Murphy from Red Edna he lives in Arizona right now uh, he wrote the, the last track before we kind of like went silent for like two years called Bitter Words. Love you, Joe. I miss you, Joe. I miss you too, Kelly. Um, the other one was Rob Guzik. He was on the fir- uh, on the beginning album with uh, My Enemy Mine, but he's like a carpenter. He, he just did it as a guest. It was supposed to be a studio project, but we played the studio project out. And yeah, it's kind of confusing. And then last but not least, uh, the person who did most of the tracks is Timmy Amor. If you guys know who Timmy Amor is in the Pittsburgh uh, local scene, that was Triple X. Uh, if you guys are hardcore thrash metal guys, you guys know who Death is and Chuck Schuldner. He was the singer on Controlled Denied. Okay. He was my singer. I love him to death. Everybody's busy with everything. Um, and me and Tony have two new albums that we have written in the last five years. And Amanda will be fronting us uh, with the help of Tony Mullick, me, uh, Allie and 
uh, I, here's a bomb. Uh, Ken from Twelve Foot Ninja in oh, okay. uh, Austra- uh, in Australia. Yeah, she, that's the reason why she couldn't come tonight. Is she's like I got vocal lessons. She's doing Skype lessons with him. No shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I met him uh, at the Funhouse. Actually, uh, they were on tour with uh, what's that? What's that band? Uh, nothing more. Okay. Um, and I got to hang out with him and he was like, besides like Andals from Chimera and like Mike Smith from Suffocation, I really haven't had famous people like you send the ad and they're like, yeah, <laughs> you know, um, but he added me and I've, uh, talked to him cause I'm a lyricist as well. Uh, and I've stayed in touch with him. And when she wanted to get and do the synesthesia stuff, I started writing songs for her and Tony, my guitar player started writing songs with her and, uh, we were looking for somebody and I hit him up and I was like, Hey man, don't you have like a vocal lesson thing that you're doing? He's like, yeah, it's called Kinzen. And I was like, yeah, shit. Uh, so I hit him up and literally I was like, Amanda, Ken from 12 foot Ninja is going to hit you up. And she looked down she's like, here, he sent me a friend request. So like they're on like week two. She's got like, we're, we're going to record the material and then at least give her like six months to find her own stuff. Cause she's, she's like, she sang for like six years play piano for 10 and then stopped like she had something drastic happen and she was like nah fuck this um and now here we are and she enjoys it you know yeah so so you know not to be too long but yeah things to come uh amanda king is going to be my front woman of synesthesia me and tony mullock are gonna fucking rip this shit up and here in 2020 you're gonna hear some shit from synesthesia super stoked to hear it and I'll tell you what, we're going to have to get you back in the fucking room whenever that's fucking ready to go. Oh, dude, I can bring all of my Motley crew with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bring Fuck, the whole fucking dude. gang. So there's a whole lot of people we got to fucking talk to. You know, that'd be a fucking oh, blast, for sure, dude. dude. Here, cheers to that. Cheers, cheers to fucking Synesthesia 4.0. Hell yeah, dude. Cheers 4.0. to everything you're doing. You sound like a busy boy. You sound like you're really happy about everything you're doing. And I, I fuck with your vibe, man. Yeah. You, you, are you an... Uh, people people that are elitist to this band would be like, it's uh, KMFDM, but are you an MDFMK fan? Yeah, I like both bands. Goddamn torpedoes. <laughs> You'll sleep when you're old, dead. <laughs> like, that's the line. It's like, I'll stay steady on the fucking grind till I'm dead. Like, that's my thing. Hell yeah, dude. I feel like in full transparency, you're somebody that I could talk with for probably 16 hours <laughs> yeah, straight, dude, to, be, to be fair. but uh, Really could. You know, we are at, we're over an hour, which means it's time to wrap up this motherfucker. Yeah, for sure, so dude. Thank you for having me on, dude. Yo, Sykes, fuck, dude. You're going to be back, man. You're going to be back, motherfucker. Man, dude, uh, for sure, dude. You're going to uh, be back. And that is all, folks, for now. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. Sean King, one more time. Cheers. Oh. Four Seasons Brewing. If any of you motherfuckers are out there, we're going to get you on the show. Alan's fucking black metal donuts. Black metal fucking donuts. Gonna get you on the fucking show. There's so much fucking positivity going on. All local, yeah, all for fucking sure, tight. man. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. What's Bowling County? What, dude? One more time, cheers. I know we cheered like a thousand fucking times, but like for sure, dude. I really hey, appreciate you hey, being here. Hey, last but last but not least, if uh, crazy jam band. Trailheads and Habitat. Check them the fuck out, man. Okay. Just remember, if you have a shitty tattoo, fucking disappearing ink out of Pittsburgh will fucking get rid of it. I love you, Wes. I love you, Ian. 
Hell yeah, dude. I'll be back again next time with another <laughs> episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2019. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening. I appreciate the sound effect. That was I'm trying, good. dude. <laughs> Yo, trying. What if instead of having the sound effect board, you just came in for every episode dude, I'll do and it. you just sat off camera and did the sound effects live? We'd be partners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it'd be fine. <laughs> we would. I would just do like fucking like dubstep shit whenever people started acting a fool. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's cool. Terrible. And I'm stopping. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs>